0: to have you. People in the house, let's let our family online know we're so thankful for them. Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let us exalt his name together. That's why we're here. And I'm just, this morning I was just praying for our service and you know what I want today. I know you're going to be blessed, but I want the Holy Spirit to be blessed today. I want Him to be happy that we're gathered together to honor His name.
1: Wow. Well, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How many knows it says now? How many of say now? Now faith is that substance. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. We're going to, we're going to engage in prayer. We, we've just opened the heavens, the portal of glory. The Holy Spirit's filled this room right now. How many agrees right now? The, from across this place, every the Holy Spirit's filled this place. Now I want to ask you, what would it be if you didn't hold back? What if you didn't hold back your praise? What if you didn't hold back your worship? What if you released yourself in this presence to the fullness of God? Nothing in reserve. Lord, we're gonna pour it all out right now. Can we just lift our voices? Lord Jesus, we pour it out today. Lord, we empty ourselves. We declare your glory. We declare your goodness. We declare you in this room today. And Father, we thank you right now. Lord, in the power of your spirit, fill, fill, fill everyone today. In Jesus' name, come on, let's worship God.
2: Come on and put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Lift up your hands. Just say, I bless you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. Father, you are great and greatly to be praised. We've come believing for a miracle today.
3: Oh, God, for miracles, miracle, signs and wonders and miracles.
2: We declare it in Jesus' name. You're the same God today tomorrow. Help me see a victory you already see. Let my faith be today what it will be tomorrow. When I see the victory you in this place today. Come on, lay your burdens down, lay your burdens down at his feet. Oh, and rest. I hear the Spirit say rest.
3: Oh, God's in the midst.
2: I can feel the Holy Ghost tugging. Come on, give it up. Well, come on. You. Welcome the Regeneration Nashville Choir. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah. One day I was walking, thought I knew it. Some people singing. I was completely mesmerized. I could hear them testify. Oh, somebody said, "Jesus saved me." And he forgave me, me. Jesus healed me, me. and he delivered me. me. And then something got a hold. Just wasn't right, but then something. It's just fine, thank you, Lord, because something got a hold of me. It was at a revival, at the mourner's bench, my heart was filled with misery. And that same God that touched my lips. on the seats, and the preacher key kept looking at me. The Holy Ghost hit me from right the top of my head, and it went down into my feet, and I'm singing something got a hold To revival one night, now everything is just fine. Something got a hold on me. Yeah, something got a hold. Out of sight because something got a hold of me. I said something. Something got a hold of me. When well, I went to the church one night, everything's just fine. Something got a hold of me. Thank you, Lord. Something got a hold of me. Something got a hold of me. Yeah, yeah. When well, I went to the beat one night, now everything's just fine. Something got a hold of me. Something got a hold of me. church one night, everything's just right. Something got a hold of me. Something got a hold of me. Something got a hold of me. I think to the meeting one night, how everything's just fine. Something 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 got a hold of me.
5: Yeah. hallelujah man I feel the Holy Ghost in the house today I don't know if y'all can feel that but I feel that he's strong here today amen he can he can be seated uh, I thank you for those who who lifted me up while we while I was in the in Israel with the Isaacs uh, it was a it was a fantastic trip I tell you what What surprised me most is everywhere I went, I saw Jesus. Uh, We went to the garden tomb one day and so our group had wandered down and we're standing in this beautiful garden in front of this empty tomb, amen and I look to my right and about 10 feet away I see this group and they're speaking this beautiful African language, I never understood a word but I tell you what, I know when I hear the Holy Ghost and they're standing there and they're calling fire down, they're praying and and man you just begin to feel the Holy Ghost and I'm standing there and I'm looking at that empty tomb but I see Jesus alive and well 10 Feet away in this group of believers, uh, it, it was powerful. I honor the Isaacs; their ministry there. Uh, we saw many people get saved there, baptized many people. Jimmy brought a good word wherever he went. So I just I honor them. It was it was a very good trip. Amen. I uh, I went to to pray today, and I felt the Lord begin to speak to me so I'll just I'll read to you what, what I felt like I heard the Lord saying I could see the ground was barren and dead it was like this was the ground at the end of winter Men looked at it and said, God is not able to bring something out of this. God says, uh, God says there are old things buried there that men have forgotten, but God has preserved. The Lord says there are also new things in the ground that men has not seen. The new and the old will come forth together as God begins to pour out his rain. It is like a spring rain. It is begun and it is coming. The Lord says, yield to me and humble Yourselves. God's Spirit is coming through the land, and following His Spirit is His judgment. The Lord says, the Lord is saying that it is like two neighbors. Though man's eyes, through man's eyes they are indistinguishable, but God is judging their hearts. One will fall away and the other will stand. It is like a field of wheat with the wind blowing through it. Those who humble themselves and bend with the wind are the Lord's. Those who are stiff-necked and hard-hearted remain upright, and God will cut them down. Those who belong to the Lord, he is visiting personally. It will be quickly and unexpected. It is like I could see him knocking on the door of your home, and you'll answer it and call your family with great surprise. The Lord is taking account and settling accounts. This is why he is visiting you individually. Your needs and your rewards are different from your brothers. Yet God is coming to all and settling accounts. It is a time of great for those who stand with the Lord God is coming with the captives in tow I could see the Lord bringing the captives to your home those who have prayed for uh, who have prayed uh, for their loved ones God is bringing them as their reward. Yet also, the Lord says, there are many who no prayers have gone up for. God says, did I not say that I am the defender of the orphan? There are many who belong to me that I am gathering to my house by by the strength of my arm because they are mine. The Lord says, the enemy has stood before me, and I have heard his threats and his accusations. I am not moved by them. The Lord says, I am standing to my feet, and the enemy flees before me. The wicked tremble as I stand. The enemy's camp shakes. The Lord says, I am a jealous God. The Lord says, I am a jealous God. Men have reached out and touched what is holy. They have laid their hands on what is mine. They thought I did not see and I did not hear. They did not fear me. The Lord says, I have sent messengers to them in private. Who have carried my heart with tears in their eyes. They have told them the word of the Lord to return to me and repent. The Lord says it is like like Lot's son-in-laws. They laughed and did not believe. They mocked my messengers, but but the Lord says they have mocked me. God says, I am banishing them from before me. When Saul laid his hands on what was mine, God did the same to him. The Lord says, Saul called for me, but I would not hear him. These wicked men will call for me, but I will not hear them. In a moment, their houses will crumble and I will wipe them away. They will be left holding ashes in their hands. This was not in my heart, but they will eat of their own harvest. The Lord is banishing them and will not hear their cries in their hour of judgment. Because the Lord is a jealous God and they laid hands on the holy things that are His. There are new voices coming forth in the kingdom of the Lord. It is like they are sprouting up all before me like uh, like new grass. Many are young yet many are also old. The Lord began to speak to me about this in Israel we visited a olive press. And they told us they said that the first olives they're in a in a circular basket that is porous and olive oil can go through. And so at first they would set these olives on the olive press. And the new oil would just pour out of them before they even touched them. And this was the best oil that they would send to the temple. It was the first fruits and, and it was God's and so they'd send it to the temple. But then they would press the oil and the second oil would come out and it wasn't as good as the first but it would be used as food and as medicine and then they would press that oil again and this was the most inferior oil and they would use it to burn in their lamps but I felt like the Lord said that he is going to bring the first oil out of the old again and so he's going to bring the new and the old together and these men and women who are old I could see it in the spirit and they're saying God God, me can you use me and God saying yes I will bring the young and the olden years together and I will bring the former and the latter things and I will pour them out together just give me your yes if you'll stand to your feet we'll now turn our hearts to giving and we'll say our offering declaration together Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me because God loves to see me prosper. I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedoms and breakthroughs. Amen. Amen. Ushers, you may serve the people.
6: Exciting news, Regeneration Nashville. We have a new building progress update on our incredible journey toward destination miracle. In April, we celebrated as we cut the ribbon of our long-awaited new building in Goodlettsville. It was a monumental moment for our church as we finally have a place we can call home. The very next day, the building came alive with activity. Equipment was swiftly moved in and demolition work began with a sense of urgency. We're thrilled to announce that demolition on the property is just about done. All interior walls have been successfully removed, and the site has been prepped, making way for the next construction phase. Our architect team has completed the final drawings. These detailed plans have been submitted to the city for construction permits, and we eagerly await their approval to proceed. Just last week, our design team met with our general contractor on site. They meticulously reviewed and fine-tuned the placement of every detail, ensuring that our new building aligns perfectly with our vision. The best is yet to come, We're beyond grateful to have you alongside us as we witness the incredible transformation of our new home. Let's continue to pray, believe, and give towards this remarkable chapter in the life of Regeneration Nashville.
7: Amen. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Uh, You see that beautiful picture of the new building and what it will look like. So uh, Pastor Kent and I have uh, five grandchildren but we have one is a little girl and she's 7 her name is Adele and so she was so excited she'd seen the pictures of the new building and she said mama take me over to see the new building and she went over there and drove up and of course you know it's definitely a work in progress and they're doing all this demolition and uh, it's just it's uh, right now you know It's a mess. So my daughter drove drove her up there, and she goes, wow, this is ugly. (laughs) So by faith, we can see it afar. Amen. By faith. Oh, if no one's told you they love you today, it's 3 o'clock. What a shame. I want to be the first. I love you. I'm so happy to be with you today. The Spirit of the Lord is in this house, and I just speak to our online family. I pray that you feel what we feel. Uh, As we were standing here in worship, the spirit of prophecy came on me, and I just had to—the Bible says that that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, and so I just stood there and I held it, but the Lord spoke to me so plainly when we were singing Alpha and Omega, and the Lord said, You have broken through the heavenlies. He said that. He said, you pierce the darkness and the wickedness in high places.
8: And he said, you're going to see your miracles come down. You're pulling your miracles down. I believe that. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
7: God is good. God is good. I just love you so much. I met some wonderful uh, people today that I, I want to make welcome. I met some folks from Idaho Stand up, Idaho, and let us welcome you. We're honored to have you. Amen. God bless you. We met some people from Massachusetts. Where's Massachusetts? Where are you? There you are. God bless you. I couldn't see you for the dark. God bless you. We're honored to have you. And so I met some folks. uh, Actually, I met a lady who's here from Russia. Is that right? Stand up, Russia. Russia. We're honored to have you. Any any other out-of-town visitors, out-of-state, anybody? Yes. Canada. Welcome, Canada. Stand up. Let us welcome you. Where, whereabouts in Canada? Paris. Is there a Paris, Canada? Well, praise the Lord. Well, I didn't know that. I've learned something today. Did you? <laughs> We're honored to have you. Anybody? Oh, yes, ma'am. British Columbia Canada would you stand and let us welcome you god bless you we're honored to have you thank you for being in regeneration Nashville anybody else that I'm missing no Kentucky where's Kentucky stand up Kentucky let me welcome you we're honored to have you I cheated a little bit. Some of our members are from Kentucky. I knew you were here. So I heard South Carolina. Is that right? Stand up, South Carolina. Let us welcome you. We're honored to have you. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Uh, Anybody else before I move on? Okay. All right. No, No Alabama. Is there an Alabama? One. God bless your heart. Thank you. We're glad you're here. I, too, want to say thank you to the Isaacs family. Uh, they are jet-lagged, and their days and nights are mixed up. They've been out of the country for a long time, and they're still faithful to the house of God. What a testimony your life is. What a testimony. God bless you. We honor you. Thank you. So I just got some things that I want to just share with you. On, the, on June the 4th, uh, we're going to do a baby dedication. So if you have a baby that hasn't been dedicated and you would uh, like to and you're a part of our church family or if you're traveling from out of state, Please feel welcome to uh, sign up at regenerationnashville.org, uh, and we would love to dedicate your little one to the Lord. Uh, we have our Renew class. If you've always wanted to be a member of Regeneration Nashville, here is your opportunity. And uh, I think Pastor Harry and I will be teaching uh, that uh, the Renew class, and so we would love to have you to come. It's just, uh, I think, is it a two-hour class or a one-hour it's one hour, and so just to so that you know what we believe, our doctrinal beliefs, and uh, we would love to have you join Regeneration and be a part of our church family. Also, on Wednesday nights in the month of June, we're getting together for dinner, and all you have to do is absolutely free, and we would just love to fellowship with you. And those of you online that are traveling in from uh, other states, Go to regenerationnashville.org. I want to have plenty of cake. So I need to know. I need to know that you're coming so that we'll have lots of places for you to sit. And we just want to get to know you. Also, I'm very excited about this. I really, truly am. So we have VBS, Vacation Bible School, for our little ones. I am so excited about this. I truly am. I'm not sure that we that regeneration has done a, a vacation Bible school, and so the here's the fun news for you parents. It's in the evening, so you can have date night three nights in a row. Isn't that wonderful? So, uh, but first of all, we're just going to raise up a little army of the Lord, our, and uh, we're training and teaching. The Bible says to train. A child in the ways that he should go. And that word train is a military word. And so we're training, we're equipping our little ones, our next generation. And so uh, that is June 9th through the 11th. And also our young people, our youth are going uh, to the ramp again. Do you love uh, Pastor Karen Wheaton? Do you love her? A lot of you are her front porch friends. And uh And I love that lady, what a woman of God she is. But the kids are going to the ramp on July the 27th through the 30th. And uh, so there are still some places, some slots that are not filled if your young person wants to go. And I'm just going to ask you, as one of your pastors, do not allow money to stand in the way of your, your young person going to the ramp. Uh, contact me if you need help, if you need a sponsorship, and if you would like to sponsor a child going. Because our kids came back full of the power of the Holy Ghost. Some of our kids got deliverance. I'm telling you, they came back on fire. So if you have a young person, send them to the ramp. And also then uh, lastly, I just want to mention to you Elijah Co. Uh Our Elijah Co conference is... Um, the August the 10th through the 12th and Brother Dutch Sheets will be with us and Brother Tim Sheets and uh, Apostle Jane Hammond and it will be a powerful time of course Pastor Kemp uh, will be ministering in one of those services Pastor Harry Saylor will be ministering and so it's a wonderful, wonderful time in the Lord. And Pastor Kent and I are going to stay on the grounds there at the Music City Sheraton with you to fellowship and get to know you and eat and all that. We've got dessert and cake buffet and, you know, all the important stuff. So anyway, we want you to be there. It's going to be a powerful time in the Lord. So I love you so much. And I just wonder if we could just stand In honor of Jesus, looking unto Jesus. I'm gonna say it again looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And I want us as a church family to give the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords the greatest hand clap of the day. Can we do that? Hallelujah! Come on, church.
9: seated. How many enjoyed the choir today? Yeah. Wonderful. Brother Steve, I don't know where you're at, but you did a great job. Yeah. Amen. Of course, Burton. Oh, yeah. I just like watching people that have never seen Burton sing because you don't expect that to come out of oh, him. I love taking him with me places to preach because um, he just shocks people. <laughs> He's a great musician, wonderful man of the Lord. I am uh, I am under a mandate of the Lord today. I feel such an unction of God to declare the word of the Lord. And we're going to start out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse four, uh, and I, just for the sake of time, I'm gonna read it to you, but the Bible says this, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. God writes this because the first thing he needs people to remember that are believers, you are in war. We have a whole contingency of men and women today that call themselves Christians that walk around like we are in peacetime. And the reason that this nation is messed up is because Christians walked around in peace instead of walking around with a mentality that you are a soldier and you are on a battlefield and you are at war. For the weapons of our warfare are not natural weapons. This is the second mistake the church has made is we are trying to achieve spiritual victory by using the same weapons and concepts that the world uses. First of all, the church is not a business. We are not listed on Fortune 500's list of companies. We are listed, hallelujah, in the annals of heaven as the living, breathing body of Christ. And so, we don't use natural weapons. I don't need smoke machines in order to achieve the move of the Holy Ghost. I believe that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And where the anointing of God is, we don't need constant counseling. We don't need constant encouragement of just doing the right thing. But when you get in the presence of the Lord, God begins to do things by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. And so, if we will go back to the arsenal of heaven, get a hold of the sword of the Spirit, the power of intercessory prayer, the depth in the well of revelation, and the abiding presence of the Lord God Almighty, you will see hell shake under the power and of the Spirit of the Lord. For the weapons of our warfare are not natural weapons. but they are equal to the natural weapons of the enemy. No, they are mighty. That means they're more than effective. God doesn't make things that don't work. We don't have plastic BB guns, but we have, hallelujah, 44 caliber guns that when it hits something, it's not rock salt, that the devil just dusts himself off and says, is that the best that you got? I'm here to declare to you by the word of the Lord uh, that what's getting ready to be released out of the house of God uh, is not going to allow the enemy to get up and say, is that the best that you got? But when we are done, hallelujah, they will be lying defeated across the battlefield of glory and the spirit of God uh, will have ruled and reigned in the atmosphere. Oh, I thank God for the word of the Lord. I can tell you this, saith the Lord, the days of the wicked are numbered. The days of the evil government in the United States are numbered. The days of those that have thumbed their nose to God and say, we don't acknowledge you are numbered. But God is saying, I'm going to bring every man to their knees. And they are going to acknowledge that he is the king of kings and the Lord of glory. We do not back up for evil men Uh, we do not back up for the ungodly Uh, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof Uh, and when God raised us up he raised us up for victory uh, and not defeat and I will say this if the enemy can take my life then I will say is that the best that you got Because our natural life is temporary. All you do is promote me. The second thing is, the enemy cannot take you and I before our time until God says he's done with us. Hallelujah. And then God, at just some point, says it's enough. He's always done that. As great as Apostle Paul was with all of his revelation, one day God said, You're done. As great as Elijah the prophet was, one day God said, you're done. He just brings them home. Whether it's a Moses, a David, a Daniel, some are done early in life. And then some have a full life. But men and women are born in the earth to accomplish a prophetic purpose of God. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for this." This is what I want to get home today, to the pulling down strongholds. For the last week, the Spirit of the Lord has begun to speak to me about the strongholds, strongholds that rule in this nation, and they are, to the natural eye, impenetrable. To the natural eye, they seem to be insurmountable, unremovable. The church has been reduced to a place in the natural realm that we feel like that we have run out of choices, that we no longer have a voice in the earth. But to my dying day, the wicked do not speak for me or this church. I don't care what social media says. I don't care about all the bleeding Christians who say, well, God is love, and we just need to embrace everybody. That's not biblical. It's a ridiculous concept. God has rules for righteousness in the kingdom of the Lord. You say, but how do you know you're right? Because before you and I are done with this church, we are going to change the dynamics of Nashville, Tennessee. We are going to stand on every continent, says the Lord. We're going to go into every nation and begin to pull down the strongholds of hell. We are not going to be in debt. We are not going to bow down to banks. We are not going to look at the wicked and say, give us favor. But the hand of God is upon us by the Spirit of the Lord. My God, we're just
1: getting warmed up in the Holy Ghost. The best days are yet to come.
9: Harvest is inevitable, but God has always used natural analogies and natural principles to expound spiritual ideologies. And in the natural harvest is contingent on several factors. It's contingent on climate. It's contingent on seasons. It's contingent on, in fact, I I wrote down several things that determine harvest. One of them, and it's the most important, harvest is contingent on timing. My ways are not your ways. It's also contingent on temperature. Harvest cannot be reaped in the dead of winter. It's too cold. Does it mean that harvest doesn't exist? No, it just means that it's in a premature state and it's in the ground and you cannot see it. It's what Nick was prophesying about. That we look at soil and we say, well, there's nothing there. It's dead. But you know what? A few decades ago, you could have went to Israel and it was an arid barren desert, and there were no orchards, there was no green, there was no beauty, and, but God had already spoken a prophetic word over the nation of Israel that she would bloom again. When you go to the nation of Israel, you can drive through valleys of, of Beautiful orchards of, of of oranges and all kinds of mellows, uh, melons, and all kinds of stuff in it and almonds, it's growing everywhere. What is that? It is the word of the Lord that touched the soil. Just because it looks like hell rules and reigns uh, over the harvest of the United States of America, does not mean that in a, in the ground uh, there is a pulsating uh, prophetic uh, upheaval. Uh, of the spirit of the Lord that's getting ready to break through the soil. Yes. There is such a spirit of intimidation that has come against God's people that if you stand for principles of God in the United States, the fake media and the social media and Hollywood and all these bleeding hard people want to brand us as racist, speaking hate speech, while the bridge is trying to feed 7,000 children a week. Disney, who hollers about how they love children, is killing them in the back rooms. But on the social media, they won't talk about the church. They want to talk about how great Disney is. Uh, I pray to God that the Lord opens the heavens and send an earthquake to Disneyland and Disney World uh, and level it to the ground uh, because it is a stronghold of hell. Uh, I told you today, uh, we ain't backing up. Uh, we are declaring war. If you want war, we're going to give you war uh, for greater is he that is in you and he that is in the world. May there be a holy earthquake, go through Universal Studios and Hollywood and level it to the ground and then we'll put a tent on it and have old time revival in the middle of the Holy Ghost. Amos and Acts both declare then in the last days I will raise up again the tabernacle of David. We know this the Bible says this is you and I are the temple or we are the tabernacle of the Lord. And a lot of this is about God is raising up a pure movement of praise a Davidic order that exists in the spirit realm, that it will be loosed in the earth. When Israel was being intimidated by a giant named Goliath, for days and weeks, this giant had challenged God's people until we know the story that finally the Bible says that they made the statement, have you seen this man and how he is so intimidated? Now, the scripture says Israel hid themselves. Shame on the church that we have become so intimidated that we hide behind the four walls because we don't want the world to see us. While the world parties like a madman, we don't want anybody, even in the house of the Lord, to run a little bit, shout a little bit. It's all right to look like an idiot when you're drunk and you're high, but can I tell you, there ought to be somebody in this house today that remembers how God brought you out of hell when you were getting ready to die, set you free, and delivered you. It ought to be enough to get in your spirit that you got to move in the Holy Ghost and say, thank God, I am free by the Spirit of the Lord. Oh may God loose a Holy Ghost anointing in this sanctuary to break through into another dimension of the Holy Spirit. We're coming after you, Jezebel. We're coming after you, the evil and deceit. We're coming after you, fake media. We're not going away. We're not sitting down. But we're going to release the innate glory of God. <laughs> God could not kill a giant until he raised up a David. Because the nation that he had, had no faith. And their leader was a Saul who couldn't hear from God. So God waited until he could raise up a David to deal with a giant, a stronghold. And here comes 15, 16, 17-year-old boy that is in covenant with Jehovah is not intimidated by the size of the spearhead or the height of the giant. Whenever you become blind spiritually, as most of the church in America is, you can no longer see the army that is for you for looking at the army and the natural that's against you. And unless you walk in the Spirit... It's why the Lord said they have eyes but they cannot see, and they have ears that they cannot hear, and neither do they understand the things that God, Hallelujah, has for us in the spirit realm. When you get overwhelmed, the Bible said, David said this: "When I'm overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I." Why would he say that? Because if you if you're a hunter and you're in thick brush and you really want to get a lay of the terrain, you know what you do. You say, I'm going up higher. You will climb a tree until you can get visibility from another level of elevation. And David understood, right now I'm a little overwhelmed by what I'm seeing in this realm. But he said, let me get a little bit higher on the Rock of Ages. And when I got a little bit higher on the Rock of Ages, I got into the heavenlies. And I saw a heavenly host crying, holy, holy, holy Is the Lord uh, and I realize uh, that no weapon formed against me uh, can prosper. Right now, we're loosing an anointing in this building. There is being loose right now a spirit of boldness. Right now, over here and over here, there is divine healing beginning to be released by the power of God. I'm speaking to nations right now. I'm sending a wave of the glory of God through the airwaves into Sweden, hallelujah, into Canada, into Iraq, into Israel, into Russia, into China. I'm loose to the anointing of God. Wherever you are, that where God is, there is freedom. It just took a David that had never been to war, but he'd been to worship. Hallelujah. Give me a man any time that his worship is greater than his pedigree. I don't want to hear your man's degrees. I'm not denigrating college. But I can tell you this. We've never been more educated in the church than we are to the point that many organizations will not allow a man to pastor unless he has at least a bachelor's or most often a master's. We've wrote every concept there is. There are millions of books written. And while we are resting on our loyals of accomplishment. Hell is taking our nation and our children. Give me an old-fashioned Charles Finney or a Charles Spurgeon, hallelujah. Give me a John G. Lake or a Smith Wigglesworth that when hell sees them, they begin to tremble under the anointing of God. Give me some men and women in this house that are moved by the Spirit of God, that are not drunk on the pleasures of sin, but they're drunk in the spirit of the glory and the majesty of the Holy Ghost. May God raise up an army in this building that hell is terrified of. If we were able to do this, what we have right now in Nashville... In a building that's not even ours, with a 48-foot statue of Jezebel downtown, ruling over the city. God knows what we're going to do when the Lord judges that thing like he did Dagon. And the mayor can't figure out what happened because they know it wasn't a terrorist attack. They just can't figure out why the thing's laying on the ground. And about that time, hallelujah, we're going to go right downtown and set up a mammoth tent where the Parthenon house that spirit. And we're going to loose the anointing and the glory of God. You say, you're crazy, preacher. I may be crazy, hallelujah, but it takes crazy men and women that have an unction in God that are not ready for the status quo, but they're going to push the envelope and say with God, all things are possible hallelujah my God I feel the boldness of the Lord I I count every demon in this building I I break your hold in the name of Jesus I command you we evict you off of the earth by the power of the Lord the stronghold in the United States is a Jezebel demon it's an ancient demon It's the most powerful of all demons because it uses some of the strongest demons that are out there to cause it to be victorious, and it uses sexual demons. It's why computers, if I'm not mistaken, it's like 60% of every hit on a computer worldwide is pornography. And America has, I don't remember the exact exact statistics, but we have a fairly small percentage as far as some of the other countries. But we have the highest percentage of hits on a computer for pornography, we're pretty much number one in the world. No wonder transgender has found a foothold. And homosexuality. Over 50%, they say, of pastors, ministry, is weekly going to pornography sites. Then we wonder why when they stand in their pulpits and give their little speeches and conversationless messages, why nobody gets changed. This kind of preaching will change you. You will not leave today wondering what Kent Christmas meant. You may not like it, but I think most of you do. But I can tell you this, there is millions of people in the world that are hungry for this kind of worship, this kind of choir, this kind of prophetic, this kind of anointing. They just wonder where it is. So God, give us satellites. Lord, give us the airways. God, give us the world. Make God move on millionaires and billionaires to begin to fund the vision of the Lord from around the world to take the kingdom of God when Elijah called far down from heaven on Mount Carmel the Bible said that immediately Ahab which is a sorry little man Anytime you have a Jezebel spirit, especially that's on a woman that's married, she will have a weasel for a husband because she will never have a husband that has authority over her because Jezebel does not bow down to authority. It rules and reigns. And many times the reason a boy will grow up as a homosexual in a home is because daddy was some limp-wristed, milk-drinking weasel that didn't have any authority, and mama ruled the house. And there was an imbalance, and the manhood that should have been released was not released. So now God, hallelujah, is raising up men in this hour that are going to redeem this generation and set them free by the power of the Holy Holy Ghosts! Hallelujah! Ahab tells Jezebel, "This is what Elijah did." She said, "God help me! If not by tonight, I believe I'm going to take your life." She put a hit out on Jezebel on Elijah, who was Elijah was carrying an anointing that 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 spirit was long before Elijah was ever born but that kind of authority that kind of the prophetic that kind of anointing we tend to have a tendency to associate it because Elijah brought it to another realm and showed us that that Elijah anointing that Elijah prophetic can set a nation free that does not know who God is So Jezebel puts a hit on Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19. She should have kept her mouth shut. Because in 1 Kings chapter 22, I believe, God then put a hit on Jezebel. He said, you're going to try to do that to my servant Elijah? He says, thus saith the Lord, through the prophet, he speaks it to the prophet. God speaks it. He says, her blood, the dogs will lick it up in Jezreel for what she's done. There has been a hit from Jezebel released in the spirit realm against the prophet. Sadly part of that came from within inside the church. And we are in a realm of where many within the church are trying to cut the head off of Elijah. We know that the scripture says <clears throat> that John the Baptist was called Elijah Jesus said when Elijah comes, and the Scripture said the disciples recognized that he was speaking of Elijah, but it was really John the Baptist. What was it about John the Baptist? He was a carrier of anointing that had to come out of heaven to release the ministry of Jesus Christ in the earth. Because up until this point, Jesus, though he was the son of God, had never yet moved in ministry. There has to be anointing for heaven's purpose to be released. It's not just enough to have the right lineage or the right pedigree or the right parents. There has to be an anointing from heaven that is on your life. When John baptizes Jesus... Immediately, hallelujah, through that act of obedience, heaven opens. What happens? Up until this point, the only part of God that's been in the earth is Jesus. But the moment heaven opens, the Bible says that in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead Bodily, the Holy Ghost came down. Why? Because heaven opened, the Holy Ghost came down, the Father came down and thundered. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. When the Father and the Holy Spirit got inside of the word, manifested in flesh, Jesus was loosed in the atmosphere, and the dead began to be raised. Leprosy began to be healed. Eyes begin to be opened. Your spirits begin to be broken by the anointing. Herodias, who had the spirit of Jezebel, thinks that I'm going to stop this. And she cuts the head of John the Baptist off. It was too late. He had already released in the atmosphere what had to be released. So it didn't matter if she cut his head off because his purpose had already been released in the atmosphere, and it was in Jesus. There cometh one after me who is before me. I baptize you with water into repentance, but he is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. So it didn't matter. And I can tell you this. My point is this, that Even if you cut the head off of the prophetic and the prophets in the the earth right now, too late. It's already been released. There doesn't need to be another prophecy declared. It's already been released. You can bury John the Baptist. You can put a nail in his tongue. Too late. You showed up at the end of the movie, and God is already out of it, and he has been released. There is such a prophetic release on the auction of God that is swirling right now in the atmosphere that is yet to be fulfilled. So they should have left us alone because we are going to enact what happens in First Kings 19 through 22 or 21 is that we are getting ready to see the stronghold of Jezebel broken in the earth. Robin Bullock made a great statement. He said, the devil is not really just after the United States. He said, but the United States is in the devil's way to get the earth. Very profound. We are not really... What makes the United States special from every other nation on the earth is we are the only nation that picked Jesus. Jesus has picked other nations. He's picked Israel. And there's a prophetic fulfillment to be released. Russia's not picked Jesus. India's not picked Jesus. Cuba's not picked Jesus. Iraq hasn't. Iran hasn't. Sweden hasn't. England has not. But the United States picked Jesus. And when you get a nation that picks the Lord Jesus Christ above every other name and every other God, then there is something in the atmosphere that has to be released called favor. Hallelujah! Favor, favor favor. We are stepping over as this church. This is why we're going to go into debt free. When we turn the key uh, we're going to be debt free. Why? Favor, favor, favor. I'm preaching to millionaires. Uh, I'm preaching to billionaires. Uh, Sow the seed. Uh, Do what God is telling you. Uh, Advance the kingdom of the Lord. Uh, For this is an hour of reciprocation by the spirit uh, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, My God, I see such supernatural Things swirling in the atmosphere. Blessing, 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 blessing upon you by the Spirit of God. We have been, the enemy has so tried to dishearten us because we are looking at this from the natural perspective. We watched an election be stolen with somewhere around 80 million people who voted for Donald Trump. First of all, let me say that whoever is voted in as president of this nation legally, that's my president. So I also want to go on record and say Bill Clinton was my president. Barack Obama was my president. Why? Because the nation voted him in. And we are required by the spirit of the Lord to honor judicial rule and law. The reason that I do not acknowledge the existing man in the White House is because he was not voted in as president. He's an imposter. He stands in a place that is not his. So in the eyes of the court of heaven, Donald J. Trump is still the president of the United States. And yet, we are disheartened because we have the right of free vote with a Republican Congress and a Republican president in control of everything. We watched it be taken away from us. Oh, my, I'm going to get some stuff on this one. And I I just say this, I don't understand why you watch me. You already know what I'm like, you know what I'm gonna say, stop watching me. And don't send me your cards and your letters because I don't read them. I just throw them in the trash so you're wasting your ink and your time. I don't watch The View because I disagree with them. I don't like them. So I don't listen to them. Don't watch me because you're not going to like what I have to say because I am for the Word of God. I'm for righteousness. I'm for holiness. I'm for normalcy. I'm for marriage. I believe in one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, man and a wife. I believe a man's a man and a woman is a woman. I believe in Pentecost. I believe in speaking in tongues. I believe in dancing to the Holy Ghost. I believe in the authority. I believe in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So to get back to my point, it looks like we are dealing in the natural realm with the impossibilities. So it almost makes you think, why should I vote in twenty-four? When I voted in 20, it didn't matter anyway. So I'm just going to vote in prayer. Now, I will go vote. But I'm going to intercede in the Holy Ghost that whoever God wants, God puts in. So if you only look at it from the natural perspective, And you don't understand that God is literally in control of everything. And that in the eyes of God, it's already done. We forget that when it's all over, the wicked will be in the lake of fire. The devil will be in the lake of fire. The antichrist will be in the lake of fire. That only heaven will be filled with righteous people. No sin there. We will have glorified bodies. We're never going to die, never going to weep, never go to a funeral, never travail over our children. We win, they lose. The Bible is vindicated. And Jesus Christ rules and reigns for a thousand years from Jerusalem while the devil's burning in hell for a thousand years. That just one angel takes him out. So he's not as big as he thinks he is. Unbelief makes the devil really big. So I'm thinking of the scripture that came to me. I was praying about strongholds and things that seem to be insurmountable. Because this is not the first time that God's people have been in such a hopeless situation. You have to remember that in Jesus' three years of ministry, that that generation saw things that blew their minds. I mean, they saw 10 lepers whose appendages are rotting off and the Lord just says, go show yourself to the priest and they all show up and they got baby skin. You got people that have never seen in their life and the Lord just touches them and they can see. Blind men, lame men for 38 years and they get up and they're running all around the pool of Bethesda like a track store calling a dead man after four days out of a tomb. They are used to this, and they are used to the fact that the religious political system is intimidated by him. They can't do anything with him. And he's got crowds that are flocking to him by the thousands. And he can take five loaves and two fishes and, he, and feed 20,000 people with men and women and children. So they have become used to that. They realize that this is the Son of God. This is the Messiah. And they are excited because they believe that Jesus is going to liberate them from the tyranny of Rome. And then in a fell swoop from one day of riding triumphantly into Jerusalem and them crying, Hosanna in the highest, to just a few hours later, a few days later, they're watching their conqueror hung naked on a cross, tortured to death and seeming to be indefensible. And they're watching their enemies triumph and laugh. And there is this gloom that settles down over Jerusalem and over the church. The thousands that flock to him are now under this heavy depression that it's over, that the devil won. And so they changed their mentality from resurrection to paying homage to something that used to be but's now dead. In Mark 16 and 1, it says, and Mary Magdalene and the other Mary said, we want to just come to the tomb. We want to honor what he was. And as they're going, they made this statement. Who? (coughs) They said this who will roll away the stone? And it said this, for the stone was very great. And so they're thinking in terms of, we can't even, we don't even know what we're going to do because they put this mammoth stone in front of him and we can't even get to a dead Jesus. What they did not know was that resurrection had already happened. And while they're in these throes of depression and discouragement and ready to celebrate something that used to be alive, but they think is now dead, he is alive and well. And when they get to the grave where the Isaacs and Nick were recently, and they're so perplexed with, I don't think we'll get to see him. The Bible said that when they got there, what they could not do, God did for them. And he looked at an angel and he said, go down there and roll away the stone. There are strongholds in the United States of America and in other countries that to us are a great stone that the enemy rolled up and said, you're not getting to him. You're not gonna celebrate what was in the 40s and the 50s here. We've buried him. But doesn't the Bible say that angels are ministers for the heirs of salvation? And doesn't it say at harvest time that God will send angels into the earth and they will begin to do what? Remove. Remove. Stones of offense. I see in the Holy Ghost right now, angels throughout the earth, and they're moving stones. Hallelujah. And what the enemy said could not be. We weren't that far from being, having to be shut down as a church. I can't tell you. I prayed, but I said, Lord, are we done? We're a unique church. And yet God rolled away the stone. Rolled away the stone. There are tombs of past victories in your life that your enemy rolled a stone in front of and all you feel like you can do is go lay flowers at what used to be on the inside that the enemy killed but see strongholds are coming down even while I'm preaching right now strongholds are coming down in this nation and I can tell you this it will be it's very quick it's quick it's quick that God is doing things that are such supernatural and so powerful. Hallelujah! Karabobo Sunday. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You know, <clears throat> when I first started evangelizing, uh, I don't know, forty-five years ago, I was maybe close to fifty evangelizing. All I wanted—I was evangelizing in a B B2, two orange B two ten Datsun that's now been changed to Nissan but for those of you that can remember it used to be Datsun and i had I, my my faith was that god would give me a small motor home. that's what i that's all the faith i had for eventually <clears throat> we did get a motorhome, and then for years i began to pray that that god would give me a, a plane and i thought a used plane, um, you know, just something that could get me from three or 400 miles to the next meeting. And then in the last couple of years, I began to declare that God would give me a jet or access to a jet. Well, he did that. And I thought, well, you know, that's, that's amazing because it allows me to go places and preach that I normally would not be able to go to. And then God began to talk to me about, he said, son, I'm getting ready to send you to nations and you're going to break strongholds off of whole nations. Yeah. And, I, and I told the Lord, I said, but I need to take a team. I need, like, 40, 50 people to go. We need to take sound equipment. And, and, and I, God began to challenge me. He said, you need to ask me for a 747. Now, I know I'm stretching some of you. But I'm telling you, you're going to see the day that Regeneration Nashville puts 40 or 50 people on a 747, at not at our cost, and we're gonna settle down in, I believe one of the first continents that we're going to is Africa. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. And we're gonna settle down and we're gonna begin to break strongholds. Why? Because strongholds can only be broken by men and women that have exceptional faith. And so you have to believe, hallelujah, you've got to get past this. There is a stone. It's a great stone. We don't have the ability to roll it away, but the hunger in their heart to see Jesus move God to send an angel to roll away the stone. Now, there are other times when God will do something supernatural, but he will bring you to a point that he's going to tell you, you have it in you to roll away the stone. And he said, I'll raise Lazarus from the dead, but you're going to have to roll away the stone. Hallelujah. And then there are times where God will begin to move on us in the spirit to be aware that he's alive and we're not sure how to get a hold of him. The Bible says after resurrection, they're in a room and the Bible says the door is locked. And all of us, you know, and I, I could just hear these guys talking and they're going, you know, I sure miss him. How about that time, Peter, that he walked over there and he just took that guy and spit in his eyes and all of a sudden he could see. And, and the number said, no, but what about that other time he did this? And, and they're talking about, boy, I miss him. And the Bible said that the room was shut, the doors were locked, and all of a sudden, Jesus just walked through the wall and said, hello, boys. <laughs> These strongholds. This is what I want to say to you in the spirit. These locked doors in the United States... In our politics in our judicial system that are telling the church you can't come through here God speaks in revelation to the Philadelphia church he says you have not denied my name you've only got a little strength but he said I'm setting before you an open door that no man can shut Philadelphia was the premier church out of the seven I'm telling you by the spirit of the Lord that God, hear me by the Spirit. I see up, I see all over this city there are God portals. That the fire has gone out, says the Lord. That I'm getting ready to give you their land. And you're gonna reignite the fires of Pentecost, says the Lord. We're gonna take this city, we're gonna set it ablaze by the anointing and the authority of the Holy Ghost. Will you come up higher? I hear God saying, Come on, come up higher, come up higher. I'll roll away your stone. I'll crash your locked doors. I'll do what needs to be done. Take a chance on the Spirit of the Lord. Stand with me. Is it in your spirit? You need to get in your car this evening when you leave. And you need me to declare. I'm pulling down strongholds. I need prosperous businessmen in this, in this church. So over every businessman that's a giver, I curse the devourer that's come out against your business in the name of Jesus. Today it stops, says the Lord. ba-ba-sunday. Today it stops and I loose an abundance, favor, favor, favor upon your businesses. Man or woman that there is so much revenue coming through your businesses that your giving increases a hundredfold that you're going to finance the kingdom of God and that the overflow hallelujah your cup will be so full it'll take care of you but the overflow the overflow the overflow I speak over widows right now in the name of the Lord no more hand to mouth existence but may the favor of God be upon you. I speak to those tithers. I speak to debt. I cancel debt in this building in the name of the Lord. I curse it in the name of Jesus over the spirit of infirmity. We declare that Nashville, Regeneration Nashville, is the healthiest church in the United States, that there is no sickness, no disease that can cross over the threshold, but you are healed By the power of the Lord. Well, I'm not sure what to do now. From the very beginning, there's been an unusual presence of the Lord in this building. I normally would ask for my prayer partners. I'm not going to do it because this is what I'm hearing in the spirit. God says it's getting ready to rain. You can fill up the front. You can fill up the aisles. But I want you to get ready because God's going to rain on you. In the next few minutes, I see to the Holy Ghost, there is a spiritual rain beginning to fall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. there's th- Listen, this rain is going to be an all sufficient rain that's being released in the atmosphere. Marabobosoria Sandai. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's going to dissolve unbelief right now in the name of Jesus. Sicknesses, infirmities are being washed out of your bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Depression and discouragement is being dissipated by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Do you hear? It? Suddenly, 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 there came a sound of a
1: ladder rain movement that is being released in the Holy Ghost. Press it.
3: Oh, Jesus said it. Jesus said it. Believe on me.
8: some strongholds today. First of all, let's pull down the stronghold of Jezebel over the city of Nashville in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we come against you, you demon spirit of Jezebel. We join our faith together as one and we pull you down. We break your hold over this city. We break your hold over our nation. Come on, church. We we pray the blood of Jesus Christ is against you, Satan. family that has ruled, and one of you gets better, and the other one gets sick. Then one of you get better, and the other one gets sick. There's a demon spirit of sickness and infirmity. Some of you, there's a demon spirit of poverty. There's a demon of poverty over your life, over your family, over your children. Man, I just heard this. Drug addiction drug addiction. There's demon spirits of drug addiction. Strongholds in your family. Generational. Alcoholism. Generational. Generational. Cancer. Generational. Stronghold. Come on, church. Man, I feel this in the Holy Ghost feel this, demon spirits of homosexuality, homosexuality passed down from generation. Come on, we're going to come against that. I want you to recognize, identify the demon spirit that has come against your family. Here's one, rebellion. Demons of rebellion, strongholds of rebellion that keep your kids from coming in to the fold. So I want us to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, today, Lord, as one body, we lift up one voice, and Lord, we come against the strongholds, God, that have plagued our families, that have plagued our bodies, that have plagued our children, that have tried to destroy our finances, in the name of Jesus, we pull you down. we break your hold over our families, over our lives, over our finances and our children in the name of Jesus. Now, somebody just rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Come on. You
1: say it. There is few places that a man has the courage to stand and declare what was released in this house today. Hallelujah. Few places. Few places. We, Here's what I heard. Everything that could be said is pretty much being said. There's not much left to be said. But here's what I think. We're talking about strongholds going down. The first stronghold that the Israelites had to face was a place called Jericho. It was walled. It was a stronghold. But here's what they did. Now, we're not going to march around. And I think we know it enough. We've engaged enough. But I believe with everything that's within us, can can we lift a shout? a shout. No, 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 no. Not your normal shout. Not just a little shout. I'm talking about the belly. I'm talking out of your belly. Lift a shout unto the power of the Lord that brings down and breaks every, every struggle. Come on, come on. I mean, How glad knowing today you're going home with a with stronghold broken. Yeah. With a stronghold broken? Yeah, yeah, because it just came down. So I just, in the name of Jesus, I bless you. And I declare the presence, the power of the Holy Spirit to not only dwell upon you, but in you and through you. And that the peace of God that passes understanding shall guide you and keep you in all your ways and everybody said thanks for tuning in for more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville go to KentChristmas.org or RegenerationNashville.org and for the latest updates or videos follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube God bless you